Loads of meat jerkies, even biltongs and mushroom alternatives. Cold brew coffees as you turned every corner. New nut butters, granolas, salsas, and hot sauces. Yes, those launches keep coming. And hemp CBD? Everywhere. You'd have to wonder, as you wandered the Natural Products Expo East show floor, just where is the white space in natural? So I tapped a consultant, a food community builder, and a retailer to explore what's standing out in natural today and what's missing. Just where that white space opportunity exists for natural products entrepreneurs. I'm Christine Kapperman, and this episode of Fodder, the podcast for good food entrepreneurs powered by Escabona, is underwritten by 301 Inc., Gianuzzi Group, Healthy Lifestyle Brands, and Whipstitch Capital. Daniel Karsavar is the CEO of Plant-Based Solutions, an organization that helps develop, launch, and scale plant-based products and their brands. Not surprisingly, innovation in the space excites him as it gains ever more broad-based traction. So I, I think what's been interesting in innovation, um, certainly looking at a filter of the plant-based world of food, um, is so much in innovation around meat alternatives, dairy alternatives. So this is the analog side of, you know, getting out of, I think over the last two or three years, we saw a lot in products that were based with everything was coconut or nut cheese. And now we're starting to see some really interesting innovation, really about ingredient diversity. So this could mean legumes, uh, lentils and beans as the base and fermentation of these as the base of flavorful cheese. Um, even we saw um, out here at the show sliced singles, you know, of like, a, like an American cheese, so, you know, something you just ubiquitous you could put on a sandwich or a burger. So I think the bar is being raised with better products, a little more innovation on the food science side as well as on the culinary side. Plant-based burgers obviously has been huge in the news with the uh, Beyond Meat IPO. So the Beyond Burger is now in Burger King and the Impossible Burger is you know, out there everywhere. No Bull Burger here at the show. It's great because it's, a, it's more whole foods plant-based. So I'm really excited about that innovation of just more, uh, what I mean by whole foods plant-based is that it's not just something that's trying to mimic exactly a, a burger. It's getting close, but it's again made with vegetables and, and beans and you know real food and less on the um, on the tech side, less on the process side. So that's that's been really exciting. Veggie forward products, even those that hide the veggies, have impressed Daniel too. But a focus on greens and fresh vegetables has been missing. Ready to eat salads, ready to eat meals, grab and go. Innovations such as HPP and cold pasteurization have helped make these products possible. But there's more advancement needed with these and packaging to make his vision happen. The challenge often is shelf life when you're doing product innovation. Uh, you want clean label, healthy food, but as a business, you need to have it on the shelf. Talking to more people about produce, fresh vegetables, getting greens into people's diet, which is pretty pretty much a white space in CPG, if you think about it, right? Everything's packaged, frozen, and that lack of fresh opportunities. We think of produce as just raw vegetables on the shelf, but there's some pretty interesting ways to, I think, deliver that in a convenient, ready-to-eat factor that could have the same shelf life as something like a yogurt or a plant-based that has like maybe four weeks shelf life versus the 30, 60, 90, 120 days. 
So it can live within that cold chain process, but be more focused about getting greens in various ways into your diet. So everyone's been focused on protein, but there's a lot on the health nutrition side that really also relates to leafy greens, phytonutrients, other functional foods that I think there's, there, there's room to grow in, in that category. How does an entrepreneur find success in the white space or with any new product? Daniel says tapping tools to connect entrepreneur passion with true market possibility. He has been doing this with the next division at New Hope Network to identify food, flavor, certification, and nutritional trends and pre-market consumer interest. I think not just creating a product as a founder that you like, which is great, got to start with that, usually starts that way, but being, being aware that you, you're talking about starting a business of selling your product to other people. So caring about and understanding what they like and how to message to them is really key. And so many founders, you know, don't start off that way. Um, very successful businesses do. Um, and it doesn't mean you have to change your whole, you know, ethos of who you are as a company, you know, but you could think about different ingredients. You can think about, you know, different flavor profiles, how to message it. Is it a convenience pack? Is this a, who's your target market? When did they use this? How are they going to use this? And having that foundational knowledge can really help you make decisions later on for your company, but as you're really developing your product. This is a data-driven industry, and it's no longer behind the curtain that you don't have access to. It's been really fortunate to do this work with um, the Next team and get that data to people while they're really forming their brand is, is super valuable. Jim Slama launched Family Farmed more than 15 years ago and has since supported family farmers, artisan food producers, and the natural products industry in Chicago and beyond. The exciting innovation for him gets to the root of food, building the soil. So seeing emerging brands and large leaders like General Mills engaged in regenerative agriculture projects excites him. Jim says he saw a lot more products, brands, and conversation around this topic at Expo East than anywhere, except maybe Expo West. You know, on the pasture meat side, there's a lot uh, because cows are meant to be on pasture. And uh, if you're doing good rotational grazing, you're building a lot of soil and you're sequestering a lot of carbon in the soil. And increasingly there's more and more companies that are really taking off with those pastured meat and dairy products. Uh, there are also uh, other companies that are using grain or other um, more row crop type products that are organic and they're committing to regenerative as well. So. It's exciting to see that on that level. Um, and then also just organic as a whole uh, is far better than conventional when it comes to supporting the um, creation of healthy soil that's sequestering carbon. So I think more broadly organic, and there's a million great organic companies here that are you know actively involved in that. And, you know, like Nature's Path, they're supporting hundreds of thousands of acres of uh, various grain production every year. And those farmers are doing it right because they care about how their food is grown and uh, what uh, practices their farmers are using. So, you know, we see it fairly widely across the spectrum. 
But, you know, another example is collagen, so which is a super hot category. And, you know, we've got a great Chicago company, a naturally Chicago board member, uh, you know, Kurt from Vital Proteins. And, you know, they're on fire, just social media everywhere. And they're sourcing their collagen ultimately from grass-fed animals. And it's what previously was a waste product. So they're taking a waste product, they're making bone broth or collagen out of it, and they're selling it, and it's coming from pasture-based animals. That's awesome. On the industry front, the community builder and Jim desires even more. He co-founded Natural Chicago, after all. The Naturally Boulder franchise reaches from what was once the epicenter of natural products to areas now including Austin, the Bay Area, and Jim's home base, Chicago. He'd love to see more such organizations, and all of them coming together to share camaraderie and support. He's seen the power of networking and mentorship time and again with Family Farms Good Food Accelerator. On the product front, Jim thinks big too. What would I like to see more of? I would like to see more transparency. Uh, I think that non-GMO is a nice place to start. Uh, and I think regenerative, regenerative organic, uh, really strong, humane, uh, like animal welfare approved uh, uh, certification systems are awesome. And I think consumers are looking for it. I, I know I do. When I go to a store, I'm trying to buy products that uh, where the certifications are at the highest level of whatever that product is. And so I think having companies recognize that, you know, granted it's work to get certified or to up your certifi certification level. That being said, consumers are looking for it and uh, in many cases are willing to pay more for products that have higher level levels of certification and transparency. So um, excited to see more of that. Uh, happy that it's you know, where it's at now, and certainly this trade show's done more than anything maybe other than Whole Foods uh, in our industry to advance companies that are taking transparency seriously and applying it. But, you know, let's do more. Michael Cantor and his wife opened Cambridge Naturals in 1974. His daughter and son-in-law now join the company as second-generation owners. Michael has seen the fads come and go through the years, and he's worked to set high standards for what appears on the shelf. Half-jokingly and wholeheartedly at the same time, he noted interesting innovation in that a hemp pavilion now boasts products featuring a plant that could be a real force for good for the industry and the country. Just as interesting, the latest way of eating that continues to capture consumers. The thing that I noticed the most in a way was the, the number of companies promoting keto diet. It was very impressive, and I, a, a few months ago, my wife and I were talking about keto, and, and she said, yeah, 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 you know, that was really big 20, 30 years ago, whatever, and, you know, I, yeah, I hear it's resurfacing, but whatever. Well, right now, today, she's on a keto diet, because she's done her own research. She has a master's in nutrition science, and she's done her own research about the benefits, and people are looking at it in terms of uh, either preventing or dealing with diabetes, which my wife doesn't have, or preventing or dealing with cognition issues or uh, a whole lot of weight issues and so forth and so on. I mean, we're, 
we're watching a culture that is confused about how our bodies are not as healthy as we think they should be. And keto may be part of the answer to get away from all the carbs that many of us consume, even, even as we think, oh, well, it's just a treat, but it ends up becoming so much a part of our days and we can't seem to live without it. Even with the new, it's the foundational messages and partnerships that are just as important for Michael. I've been doing this for 45 years. It, the enthusiasm was really high from a lot of the companies that I visited. And I think they feel that our place in history is very secure because the industry is growing so much. And we do need to figure out how we can communicate to our customers, how we can market to our customers and beyond uh, to media that we actually have uh, both beneficial products in terms of food and health, but also in terms of supplements and body care and lifestyle, and that people's lives can be enhanced by the products that we're selling. And we're, we're, we're very careful about the products that we curate in our store. We, we agonize over them. In fact, I don't even like the word curate because it seems so highfalutin. It's like curate, we argue about, we fight about them and so forth and so on. So this is an opportunity to come to a show like this is an opportunity to see those companies that are really advancing the, the, the message and for, for us to figure out how we can partner with them in the best way. What's the opportunity to get on the shelf at Cambridge Naturals or any other natural retailer for that matter? Do not show up with Me Too products. Michael says it's really important that what we add to the store adds value to what we're selling. One place Americans certainly would find value, help with their sleep. The biggest strength, biggest growth categories that we're seeing, and, and especially lately, I talked to a lot of people about it today, is sleep. Just sleep, 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 sleep. I mean, I, I, how many times did I just say it? Whatever. It's really big. People are struggling with sleep issues. And what we've discovered, so this would be an area of new products potentially. There are so many products for sleep, but they don't all work for all people at all times. So this is challenging. And, and some actually have, like, some people have a paradoxical effect with, say, valerian. It doesn't help them sleep. It actually energizes them. I'm, I'm one of those people. Valerian most often does not work for me. Or I should say it does not work for me to help me sleep. If I need energy, it might work for me. So... It's, I could almost see more new sleep products if there was a way to key them into particular people. It's very challenging because you can't say you have a product for insomnia. You can say you have a product for occasional sleep problems or sleep disorders or whatever. So we're all, and from the supplement end, we're always in this tricky territory that we have to be careful with what we say. From a customer end, even from a personal end, we're all, many of us, are searching for those products that can work pretty consistently, and in this case, for sleep or stress, to be honest, or uh, energy, um, skin issues, digestive issues, really, really big. People are telling us they're having all kinds of problems. And I, again, that relates to stress. So those might be areas where new products are called for if they are really likely to be effective products and maybe even more so if there's a way to communicate that some might be right for some people, but not right for all people, not right for all people all the time. Thanks again to our underwriters, Gianuzzi Group, Healthy Lifestyle Brands, Whipstitch Capital, and 301 Inc. An energetic and enthusiastic team that collaborates with emerging food brands to make the world a healthier place. 
The company is passionate about brands that have a positive social impact, whether educating farmers or supporting global regenerative programs. 301 Inc. believes that consumers want brands to tell an inspirational story and have real impact. To learn more from the show floor at Expo East and get more from our guests today, visit newhope.com.